with sound. <clears throat> All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be doing the new A24 film, Pearl, directed by Ty West, starring Mia Goth, David Cornsweet, Tandy Wright, Matthew Sunderland, and Emma Jenkins Purro. Now, Carmela, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the film, I just want to mention our boy, or I don't know if he's your boy, but kind of my boy, Martin Scorsese, <laughs> shouted out this film and sort of gave it praise, which kind of uh, gives this movie a lot more credit, even though it already has a lot of credit already, but it really gives it more of like that street cred of like film cred, I guess you can say. So before we get into the film, I want to know your expectations, your context, your preconceived notions of the film, and how you feel with Martin Scorsese's little shout out of this film. Marty, I was excited for this movie. I'm like trying to remember. I remember like being super shocked at the end of X, like seeing the trailer. We were like, what? (laughs) Um, This is cool. And I... I'd been excited since, and it's very cool that it came, like, I don't know, like, less than half a year after X. I forgot when X came out this year, but um, we didn't have to wait too long for this sequel. It looked really good from the trailer, and I already saw, like, a lot of positive buzz around it, like, before it premiered. And then we saw it, and then Marty, Marty Scorsese, which I thought was super random honestly i was like what like i i like clicked on the article and i read the whole quote of what he apparently said and like a part of me didn't believe it i was like is this real like is this like clickbait like i can't believe like this is so random like it seems like he only talks about like anything other than a horror film like dramas or like like not genre films but the way he, he like he talked about like this movie, which is a horror movie from A24, was just, is, it seemed like this is such a small movie and such a random feature for him to be like, I couldn't sleep at night. Like, I kept thinking about this movie. It scared <laughs> me so much. And like you said, I feel like his comment and like the buzz from that PR right now is like really giving this movie like its boost and like it's like opening it up to like way more people than I feel like it would have if he didn't say anything. So all in all, I think that's awesome. Like, I think that's amazing, honestly. And, like, everyone is, like, gunning for, like, Mia Goth to be nominated for, like, an Academy Award now because he kind of put her on the map. But, yeah, what did did you think? Like, what were your expectations prior to this? Uh, And what did you think of that comment from Marty? Yeah, it's (laughs) Marty. Um, (laughs) It's kind of funny because, like, I, too, was kind of taken back because I guess it's weird, you know, like, figuring out, who watches what? Like, oh, what does Martin Scorsese watch? What does, you know, Quentin Tarantino, Darren Aronofsky, all these people, what do they watch nowadays? Like, are they still up to date? Like, what what could they possibly watch again? And, like, all of a sudden, Martin Scorsese, the biggest, like, action director, mafia guy, he's watching, a, like, a horror movie about, like, this serial killer lady that stars Mary Goth that's produced and, direct, like, distributed by A24. It's like, what? I didn't realize you were kind of into that scene or like you're into the, like the art house scene. Like it's kind of, kind of crazy that like Martin Marty said that. And just to go back to the quote, I'll read it off. 
uh, Martin Marty, our boy Marty says, Ty West's movies have a kind of energy that is so rare these days, powered by a pure undiluted love for cinema. You feel it in every way, in every frame. A prequel to X made in a diametrically opposite cinematic register. Pearl makes for a wild, mesmerizing, deeply, and I mean deeply, disturbing 102 minutes. Wes and his muse and creative partner Mia Goth really know how to toy with their audience. Before they plunge the knife into our chest and start twisting, I was enthralled, then disturbed, then so unsettled that I had trouble getting to sleep, but I couldn't stop watching. That is directly from the mouth of our boy Marty Scorsese. <laughs> and yeah, from my perspective, insane, because... I'm sure Ty West is jumping like jumping up and down hearing oh, that. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's a crazy, crazy cosign. That's an insane cosign, and it's kind of interesting too because the first thing I thought of was that like Marty had been kind of like a couple years back or like maybe a year or two back, he was kind of getting dragged for like oh, the, his comments on Marvel movies. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. <laughs> and then now, like now, we're like, oh, Marvin Scorsese was right. He definitely, he definitely is right with all these weird things that are happening with like that sort of uh, cinematic universe. So when I was saw that, I was like, oh, well, he is right about one thing. and he's, He could be right about this one, too. Like, he definitely is right about this. So it's, like, kind of funny that, like, that sort of showed up on my timeline on Twitter, ironically enough. But, yeah, that's so sick, especially for Ty West, for this film, for A24, for these, like, art house indie films. I'm glad they're getting their praise. Like, even, like, The Whale, Brandon Fraser, that's making a lot of noise, a lot of waves as well. But it's... But yeah, just something like that. Having someone that has this ginormous backing back something like A24, which granted is kind of powerful at this point, kind of getting a lot of power and like, <laughs> you know, notoriety. Um, but it's just cool having those two universes of like this ginormous action director liking this like w- weird art house film. But yeah, so coming into this already excited um, for reference, X came out in March of this year insane that he was able to pull off two movies in one year i feel like that's kind of crazy very productive of him <laughs> and it's from the start we already knew he was like yeah he's gonna make this universe because at the end of x we see this trailer and we're like what he's making another movie already so already then already like after that i was like oh shit i'm so down i'm so ready i'm so excited and then seeing all these other trailers and the marketing and everything like it really really pumped me up for this movie like that did not waver, uh, waver whatsoever. I was constantly excited for this film, even seeing the trailers and everything. Like whatever people may have said, I was still like set on watching this. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this movie. I'm gonna like see how it is. I'm gonna judge it for myself. And yeah, I was just overall just really excited for this film, um, especially being like a 24 fan and an X fan. I was just really excited to watch it. And yeah, so with that. If you guys have not watched the film, this is where we're getting to spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched the film yet, pause the episode now. Go watch the film come back. If you want to spoil it for yourself for whatever reason, go right ahead. I'd advise you not to, though. But yeah, with that, Carmela, do you want to give a little plot summary of the film Pearl? Trapped on her family's isolated farm, Pearl must tend to her ailing father under the bitter and overbearing watch of her devout mother. Lusting for a glamorous life like she's seen in the movies, Pearl finds her ambitions, temptations, and repressions all colliding in this origin story of X's iconic villain. Whoa! Not that X's iconic villain. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) And I guess with that, Carmela, do you want to give your true feelings, how you felt about the film, 
how you felt coming out of this and the aftermath of everything that's been happening with the movie. How did you feel about the movie Pearl? I felt amazing. I I really like this movie. I feel like I I loved it coming out of the theater and I feel like I loved it even more coming out and like kind of simmering with it for a couple days and just seeing everyone's reactions to it and like I'm like replaying like pe- the scene where she's like screaming at like the dude in the barn and I'm like damn like this is this was so hilarious this was such a great performance and just like I don't know like like really reveling in like how great of a follow-up this was to X like how tasteful it was as like a character study and like just how like deeply like involved Mia Goth was as well with like the story itself and like you know right like really diving into this character and committing totally like completely and absolutely and it paid off so well and I feel like yeah like this little universe A24 is set up so far is like going too well I don't know I'm scared I'm like afraid like Maxine's gonna be like not as good as like these two but i'm gonna just stay optimistic for now and say going too well is a good is a good <laughs> right like i'm like kind of scared <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm gonna stay optimistic i'm gonna be like okay like i'm not i'm not gonna keep my hope i'm not gonna expect like an insane quality for the third one i'm gonna go into it like like a normal normal attitude like okay like i don't know yeah this movie was so great it was so fun how did you feel about this movie coming out? What was your initial reaction? And did you have like an even like better reaction afterwards? Or do you re- was it just like the same all the way through? Um, so after the theater, after coming out of theater, I was more kind of in awe and kind of like kind of in shock, right? Like, <laughs> what yeah. did I just watch? You have that insane after credit scene, which or end credit scene, which I love. I love just like creative end credit scenes and things that like extend throughout the credits because one it's a good way to keep people staying there and maybe even like reading the names who the people who made this film and giving you know um, appreciation to that but also it's just like significantly creative than just a black screen right like you have her smiling piercing smile and pain on the screen and you're watching it and you're like waiting for something to happen and you kind of already know that nothing's gonna happen but you're so intrigued to keep watching and i love that because it's just it's great it was awesome and it's so it's yeah i'm just like we're just like sitting in the theater lights are on we're just like uh (laughs) like we're just like um uh, (laughs) is she gonna hold that forever (laughs) she gonna say something and like those end credit scenes and people that do that i just love it so much because it's it's so it's so like creative and passionate at the same time like the fact that they able were able to think of like okay let's do this for the end credit scene to sort of dig in more of pearl's mindset pearl's character dig in more to like how crazy she is and also just to like flex that creative muscle of like oh we're gonna have this end credit scene that really is gonna captivate you out of nowhere i um i was thing- actually reading online that that was totally improvised that and cre- yeah what by like yeah by ty west he was like you know what let's try this and then mia goth held that smile for like three minutes and that's what came out of it and they used it insane wow (laughs) that's actually insane unplanned i was like dude that's yeah yeah what the heck that's so tight oh my god damn good for mia goth wow look at her 
look at her go. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like things like that, like Call Me By Your Name, Funny Pages we watched recently, they all had that like long, long end credit scene and um, the mindfulness to sort of create that. And also Mia got to push herself to smile and cry and being, looks like she was in pain for that long for that whole end credit scene was just magnificent and i just was like wow like i can't believe this i love this so much i love end credit scenes i love when people do this i love the creativity but yeah like afterwards i was more or less in awe because one i was expecting more of like a bloodbath but two also very impressed i was like really really impressed by mia goth i think i was just so in shock of how much she put herself into this how much you know her acting skills have gotten better or Maybe they've been good. I just haven't watched any films, but like just watching everything in this movie, what she does and what she's able to pull off is just so crazy and inspiring just to see her do the dance number, see her do that six minute monologue, which is making waves currently. It was just really fun to see her like flex those creative muscles, flex those acting muscles into a place that I didn't know she could achieve. And it was just so much fun seeing that and seeing that like her the character Pearl dive deep into this, you know, this peril of this, this crazy human being that like is off crazily and like going, doing all these crazy things. And I don't know, it's just like such a ride, I think. And even though like it was less of this like bloodbath killer thing, it was still fascinating to watch and still interesting to see just cause you know, the whole character of Pearl and this character study and how we, have this magnifying glass on her and, and seeing how she reacts and how she breaks and it was just so fun to watch that and just that's why I, another reason why i was just so shocked after watching this film because like it was just something that i wasn't expecting like this movie was not something i was expecting i was expecting something like x like this bloodbath murder thing this build-up but it was just like a total switch up and it was something that like was even almost better i may consider but like it's this fantastic character study about this one person about Mia Goth flexing her muscles as an actress and just seeing that and that was something I was more like in awe about and then days after and marinating on it like I was still I'm still appreciating Mia Goth for who she was who she did in this movie what she accomplished and just being so fascinating about what she was able to do but yeah did you want to you know dive deep into Mia Goth and how you felt about (laughs) her and how you felt about like how she pulled off this character dive deep into mia goth um yeah let's do that i too was very impressed with her performance as i think a lot of people are at this point and honestly i think prior like i think she she mainly played like side characters in a lot of movies like i remember in she was in suspiria the remake i remember she was in that one movie with robert pattinson in space high life high life she was in high life yeah and she she always played like the side character but she always made like she still made an impression but she obviously wasn't the star so yeah like i'm i'm so happy for her i'm so happy like for what this role like like may like give her like in terms of like opportunity in the future i'm so happy like she got to like flex what she was like basically capable of like i feel like all these years honestly and i feel like her team up with ty west was just like the perfect union to be honest like scorsese said like she's like his muse or they're each other's muses or whatever yeah like she like is probably my favorite part of like this movie and x and like 
yeah i i I just like can't even speak on like how impressed i was but just to list off a few things that monologue that was insane i like it, it was mildly spoiled for me on twitter like i feel like a couple days before i saw the movie they were like really was it spoiled as a guy's like you knew there's a mala coming or like you yeah knew that, like, yeah yeah it was what like the, what it was about it was like a surface level like um spoiler as in like i was just made aware there will be a monologue and i was like oh okay i'm gonna watch out for that i guess and then it was happening and i was like oh shit like this is crazy like this is such a like committed moment and it wasn't like gratuitous either it was like very appropriate and it it acted as like as like another point of like tension because you know the lady across from her is like gonna die at some point and then it tripled as like this like emotional like anchor for like the audience because she's kind of like just like really laying it all out there in this monologue where she's explaining like this is how she's really feeling like how she's been so like repressed and like how she knows she's like she has these like murderous like tendencies and she doesn't know what to do about it and how she like wishes all these things her hopes and dreams and none of them will come true and it was like super heartbreaking honestly and in that moment you're like very much feeling for her and yeah just that monologue itself like did so much like in that like for the movie as a whole and it happens like in the last like five minutes which is insane you're just like damn what a perfect little bow like this monologue just like like became for this movie but yeah like other than that like just full commitment to the character like you know with the accent the screaming the like you know like just like she like fully like put herself in this role she like i didn't even recognize her i like just saw like the character she was portraying but yeah like her performance was just so immersive to the movie and to the character of pearl and i feel like I don't think anyone else could have like honestly played Pearl, but diving into Pearl's character, I did, I was like definitely drawing comparisons to, you know, like Joker and like these character studies that are very much like, oh, like how do these people become like, you know, who they are before like the killing spree happens kind of thing. And it's always interesting. It's always like, it's like tied to, I feel like this cultural fascination we have with like serial killers, this like fascination we have like for this, like these types of people who are seemingly normal and like are not. But in the case of Pearl, do you think that she would have turned out totally normal if she was offered like the opportunity to follow her dreams she wasn't like suppressed and like this trapped in a marriage she was like free to do whatever she wanted do you think she would have been like totally fine do you think she'd still be a murderer or do you think like her environment kind of like created her like her murderous like spree and like created an environment in which she like couldn't thrive and like she had no choice really but to like explode at some point what do you think ah Good question. Age-old question, isn't it? <laughs> if she wasn't repressed, <laughs> would she have been this crazy murderous killer? Um, I really don't know. I think to some extent that sort of environment where she's kind of trapped in this like farm and trapped to helping her dad and, and in the sense of like trapped in her, her, in her with, with her mother and just her mother trying to be, oh, what's best, what we should do, what 
we should avoid all that like i think there's um there's like there's something that has to do with that i think that environment she was in definitely didn't help her in any mean um especially with her mom just constantly berating her um also the fact that pearl also had you know some selfish tendencies like regards to like just leaving her family trying to become the star even though she has so many things she has to take care of it's this weird like flip of a coin of like having uh, a famous lifestyle or the, the the responsibilities you have to take on as well especially during that time in 1918 like all that stuff where you have to take care of your loved one or take care of the farm or your food or whatever kind of flow it may be as regards to resources that's definitely something that was common during that time in which like a lot of people couldn't follow their dreams a lot of people couldn't go out what they wanted to do so i think in the i think in the grand scheme of things like yeah her environment is definitely something that affected her um, but also the time period is is very weird during that time i think 1918s and the world war eras of of america and and, and society were kind of weird as regards to like how people handled things how people went around things like I don't think therapy was a big thing back then or things that like could help their mental health in any capacity or any sort of thing that like could have helped them mentally weren't popular back then or even even there I think I don't know if there's there were like any like actual programs in which it helps people with their mental health It's more or less like you deal with it you go push through it whatever and I think that's a reason why like a lot of things happen as regards to things happening in 1918 where like you have all these like deaths these random deaths these murders these wars especially serial killers and things like that i don't know so i feel like definitely if she wasn't repressed and had like a very almost abusive mom at that point that's definitely something that'll help her come into terms with her as a person as regards to like her strive to be famous and be a star i think that blow where she may or may not have been chosen for that part would have been a lot easier because you know like if you come home you're like oh mom i didn't get the part the mom was like oh my god like uh you, you're you're fantastic you're talented but you know maybe they you know you know what moms do or mom parents do like, oh yeah you're <laughs> better than all of them whatever that would have been a lot better than just like coming home to be like you're not gonna be famous you're untalented blah blah, blah. or also come home to a dead mother so it's kind of uh, i mean which one <laughs> like, so it's like kind of interesting to think about her environment think about like that time period because personally i wouldn't know i think things in that nature if something's changed yeah i would help her out help her out a lot because you know it's definitely something that like she was kind of alone on like she was dealing with her father and her mother at the same time dealing the departure of her husband dealing with the idea of becoming a star and may not being able to do that because of her environment and she was alone in that nature and of course like i murdering isn't the solution but i think <laughs> it does make sense as regards to like where her headspace was for that time but what about you do you think pearl could have turned out quote-unquote normal if she wasn't suppressed or do you think she was made to become a murderer i like that you you suggested that if she had the right resources like therapy or like just other people to talk to she would have been like better equipped to hand or and better parents she would have been better equipped to handle like her emotional outbursts which i feel like i i agree with too like because that's like like i don't know it makes sense like you know if you're stressed out if you're like you know dealing with a problem like it's best that you're not like all alone and you have someone to talk to or whatever and yeah she like didn't have any I mean, of that she was like yeah because at the end of the day right mental health isn't your fault but it is your responsibility to be able to like figure out yourself figure out like how you feel and figure out 
where to go from there. So I feel like I know this is very like of the times today we're like, oh, take care of your mental health. But I think at the time, definitely at that time, we all know like the atrocities that happened during that time. I feel like that could have helped. Yeah. And like that wasn't even a thing back then. Take care of your mental health. You just had to like suck it up and like deal with it. Like, you know, what her mom did, which was like what before she was like, you think I wanted this life? You think I wanted to take care of my husband and become his mother or whatever which was super sad to be to like obviously like see how pearl and her mom are like in the same trap essentially on top of that being women it really had no other choice like being women of course (laughs) being women there was no other path for women um so i'm like man that's just like Pearl was suppressed in every single possible direction. She could have been like sexually repressed, just familially, career, social life. Like, damn, that's that's like a quadruple like suppression whammy. Like, of course, <laughs> of course, she started killing people. Just kidding. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> Carmela condones murder oh if you're a whammy. <laughs> um but yeah like i like this movie is like was really great at you know getting you to like obviously like sympathize with her situation and her environment and you're not like excusing the murder but you it did a really good job at like basically showing you like hey this is what her life is like and this is what she does because of it and you're like ah yeah that makes sense and you're like, ah, that sucks. There is really nothing she could do about it. And in regards to like the question, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a part of her hidden self always will always probably have like a murderous like tendency. But it, I feel like it would have stayed like hidden and like repressed, like if she quote unquote had a normal life. I feel like that wouldn't have been activated inside of her if she had like you know the freedom and opportunity to like do whatever she wanted because i feel like you know like the turning point was when you know she had a fight with her mom at the dinner table and i was telling shay this i was like dude like i love that she didn't intend to kill her mom and that it was an accident and i was like because that shows she wasn't like straight up like oh i'm gonna kill my mom today but after her mom like is set on fire and like this violence like occurs that sets her over the edge that gave her like the moment from that moment on she had intent to kill basically and i was like that's so interesting like this moment of like violence and suppression like explodes into like this accident and she takes advantage of it and she's like you know what i'm gonna just gonna like go full-blown like you know insane here but yeah what did you kind of think of that scene and like its outcome like for the rest of the movie that's a really good point i didn't real like i didn't take that into consideration where like she has her mom and like she's yelling at her and then all of a sudden she lights on fire and like essentially dies on the floor in front of her it's interesting because like i i always think about like um that movie thoroughbreds remember with oh yeah joy where it's the idea of where the idea of like murderous intentions are always in like most of us like we all have dark thoughts and stuff like that but it's never activated or we never act upon it because we have a normal life we have our 
mental health. We have our things that stops from doing that, obviously. But I think um, in the idea with Thoroughbreds, where you have one character that has the will, the other character has a way. Like it becomes this like synonymous relationship between the two. And once um, the way happens, the will starts to come on fire. So like, but I'm so like in this, in this <laughs> scenario where um, Pearl like puts her mother to the fire, she catches on fire and dies her will became true she became something that she became a uh, a way for herself to become a murderer and that also happens a lot too in real life with serial killers where these fucked up people accidentally kill someone or they kill someone on purpose or have that intention to kill someone and when they do it they have this like fire or drive to murder even more in them um that sort of creates that atmosphere for them to be like almost invincible in the way that they don't think they're gonna get caught they think they're doing the right thing they think they're gonna you know they're gonna use this power for good or whatever they may think it becomes that like weird motivation for them to keep going because they create this scenario like pearl in which she takes out her whole family to be like oh i'm gonna be a star now i need to be a star now because if i'm not a star then why did i kill everyone why did i kill like these these people and you know shove into their face out and be this giant star which again is no means for murder. I think like <laughs> in no way you should kill someone to become a star. But yeah, so I think in that case where like she puts her mother on fire, it creates this scenario in her head to become someone that she's almost yeah. It creates this scenario in which someone that she is not, but also someone that she's been hiding and kind of kept away. Um, I mean, like we we saw her kill the goose. She was so open to killing those things, and she even mentions too like oh killing is not that hard it's just like the actual action of it the actual recompensions of it like it, it she even mentioned that in the movie but yeah it's just that's a fascinating point because no death really happened except for like the goose i think until that part where she like sets her mother on fire and, and sees her dad and like realizes what she has to do quote unquote but yeah so like in like i said this movie at the end is primarily where the murders happen and it's a total switch up from X that was just like this giant rampaging bloodbath. It's almost slasher film, if you will. How did you feel about the switch up? Like we watch X, we know what X is about. Then we watch Pearl becomes a character study, becomes more in depth with, you know, the idea of a character of this person, more story heavy than action heavy. Um, how do you feel about that switch up? And how do you feel about how the audience going to feel? I mean, I think... I think everyone knows this is A24 and they kind of switch things up. So I think the audience may have a better time transitioning or like, how do you feel about that idea? How do you feel about the switch up and how do you feel personally about the switch up and how do you feel about the story going on? I think going into this movie, I wasn't thinking too much about like, I guess the pacing and like, or if this movie was going to be like X in terms of like being a slasher or being as violent. I was definitely like going in with sort of a blank slate where I was just like going along for the ride. And like, I think a quarter of the way in, I was like pretty much getting the picture that this movie is more of a character study. It's more of a slow burn, but I was totally in it like, or and totally like immersed in it from the start. And I feel like I personally was already like, I already was bought into like, you know, the character of Pearl because I came from like, you know, already knowing like X and like her character in X. So I feel like I I didn't really have an expectation that it was going to be action packed or anything like that. I was like more so interested in 
what her story was going to be like because i'm i'm going into it knowing like oh this is her origin story and we're gonna like just see her slow climb into like how she became who she was like at the end of like x or in the middle of x but yeah like i i feel like i i can't i i guess i was i might have been lucky like i i went into it without expecting like that sort of like genre like mini genre change like because i can imagine like you expecting like a, another slasher coming from x but you're you're kind of like getting into the slower move and you're like ah, oh, i could see like being disappointed i hope you were i don't think you were but there was so in all in all there was really no switch up for me it was more so like me understanding like it's gonna be a slow one and i bought into like the rising tension from the get-go and i knew it was gonna explode like in the third act somehow but yeah i'm interested to hear your experience with this switch up and expectation so for me i definitely was not expecting uh, a character study 100 percent, especially like the mentality i had going into this like oh yeah x was like this crazy slasher film at the end and like blood and guts were everywhere blah 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 and then i started watching as oh when's the <laughs> when's the murder gonna happen you know i, I want that <laughs> i um, want that and then the, <laughs> where is that at come on uh, what, what do i pay this for um but like it also kind of made fun of the audience in that retrospect of like having that part where she has the dad on the river for the alligator and we're all like okay we're gonna see it happen this is it the bloodbath it's gonna happen and then the mom goes like pearl hey what are you doing pearl like what, what are you doing with, what are you doing with dad over there so oh you know letting him have sunlight and takes her away and like takes him away and like like ah man but like you at the same time like i was watching it and seeing these different things happen her have sex with the scarecrow her have the dance audition um all that stuff i was like, okay maybe this isn't what i thought it was gonna be in the sense of like it's not gonna be this giant bloodbath um but i also was expecting a third act in which i would change my mind as regards to how i felt about the movie and, and obviously the big climax of it so going into the third act i was like oh my god this is oh, like this is fantastic this is almost like this is almost getting like a bloodbath but plus more and i was just so captivated towards like the third act all of the third act even with the killing too like i was just really captivated as regards to like what will happen with pearl like we all know that she's gonna be stuck on the farm but like how does that start how does that happen and then seeing how she kills the mom dad the the boyfriend having that crazy like dancing model or dancing scene where she's in this like stage but it turns into this surreal performance of her actually performing in this audience of actually performing this this stage and being like what it looks like to be happy and dancing with like these other choreographers stuff like that and then at the end like the director or the yeah the director goes like no i you know we were looking for someone blonde or whatever which is funny because it connects to x where pearl kills britney snow and she's like i always hated blondes which is kind of funny which is kind of funny joke in that sense but it, yeah he says like oh we're looking for a blonde and then prince pans back to her kind of like in shock and then you see all the people she's killed on like that stand of like people of judges and you're like oh shit that's tight oh my god that's so cool and especially the mom being like that main judge like oh fuck the mom was right <laughs> and you killed her that's fucked up like it's this crazy like realization of everything and the massive you know downward spiral that she comes to after she kills her mom kills the dad kills the boyfriend in her head she dies because she didn't get this 
starring role and she becomes this very sad and and confused person and then she invites the stepsister and it becomes this crazy monologue of how she feels how she's a failure how she feels like she's a failure how she has done things how she, like how she done wrong things and how she hopes her husband will love her and how she'll change it how she'll fix it and have this crazy monologue in which like we're all captivated by this monologue we're all like wow this is so fantastic but also we're also kind of paranoid because they're like all right we know the girl at the end's gonna die but we don't know when that's gonna happen we don't know how she's reacting to these current states or how, how she's reacting to like the current statement she's saying of how she killed her family of how she wants to be a better wife after doing so and then of course the whole like you could stop lying to me i know you got the part like, <laughs> that Girl, was i didn't get the so part funny. and she's like i i could feel it deep down that you're lying to me and then she's like yeah i, I did get the part which we don't know <laughs> audience we could still True. she still did not maybe not get the part we really didn't know but in retrospect seeing the the, uh, the events that play out having the director say like we wanted a blonde person um her being her back home very calmly very like you know seemed like she wasn't upset seemed like she wasn't sad about any you know possibility she may have missed so we don't know maybe she did get the part maybe she didn't um but it's still very much like oh my god like i i don't know if she's lying or not and then we get the fantastic chainsaw massacre like scene where the the blonde girl's running out of the house mitzi sorry mitzi's running out of the house sort of like like walking faster and faster then we see pearl come out and then pick up the axe and then the blonde girl looks back like oh my god (laughs) help help and then like it's this fantastic like chasing scene that was so great in which the audience collectively went oh after she fell she tripped and i was like oh my god like of course and then she dies and that whole last part that whole third act really like made up for what i was expecting of this like bloodbath murderous crime scene that may have happened in pearl having that like iconic last line like it really made up for everything because um just watching that and then figuring out like oh this is a character study if i didn't already figure it out this is a character study of like pearl and how she sort of dives deep into this mental state of being this serial killer at that point and it was just so fascinating to see it all come together and then um, thinking about the switch from X, like, oh, I get it. I get it now. I get that, like, we didn't need that same format of X. We needed this insane acting from Mia Goth and this crazy story of how she became Pearl. And I was all fine with it. And as regards to, like, A24 fans or the audience thinking that it's the same movie as Pearl, I think we all kind of, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at any, like, reviews in that retrospect of negative reviews or anything like that. Um, but I think as an audience or as a group our a24 fandom group uh, we all kind of like understood the direction and understood like especially at the third act if they didn't if they didn't understand the third act they're fake a24 fans um, <laughs> oh damn okay that we all out. figured out like what this <laughs> that we figured out all what this was about because i think a24 is a is a, um, a studio that kind of does this a lot where it kind of transfers us to a different space it kind of like pulls a left turn on us out of nowhere but yeah, like as regards to switch up, I after the movie I was like, man, where's the, all the blood? But also still satisfied. But as the days go on, I start liking the movie a lot more and a lot more. Thinking about Mia Goth's performance, thinking about the character study, and just meriting on everything that happened. I'm just like, yeah, that was a really like kept keeps like getting better and better for me just thinking about it. And I think that's very unique for any type of movie to do that for me. And I'm just like 
always still impressed about thinking about it. Still impressed by Mia Goth's acting and just how she committed to everything. And whew, yeah, it was just, it was really, really great. And in the grand scheme of things, Pearl X and now Maxine, um, the movie format of this film is turning into like an episode we will never release of Fear <laughs> oh my Street, God. a trilogy <laughs> by Netflix. Um, and it, I think they capitalized more as regards to A24, capitalizing more on that trilogy than that own trilogy did, <laughs> where they sort of put these different movies and these different formats to this. And it's just crazy to think about X and then now. But how do you feel about that? How do you feel about this movie format they're going with? How do you feel about like this becoming a trilogy that is actually being executed pretty well even with the span that it had um x coming out in march pro coming out to like recently and then i don't know maxine's coming out probably soon but how do you feel about it i feel good i feel very excited sphere street comparison i thought it was getting like a continuation so we could release the episode in loot like eh, maybe oh we'll God. see we'll see anyways anyways uh so we're talking about a different movie here we're talking about a different trilogy here come on yeah, yeah, yeah you're right you're right uh for those who don't know there it was this movie trilogy called fear street that was released on netflix a year ago two years ago um where they released uh the first second and third movie three weeks in between of you like each other or a week in between each other um so it was like a, this weekly release of a full trilogy and the first movie was set in i believe modern times the second one goes back in time and then the third one goes way back in time and then goes back to modern times and rounds back again so with Pearl and X, X being set in modern times, Pearl setting up like this origin story, it begs a question of where Maxine, the third movie, will be headed. And I believe we clarified that it will be set after the events of X, correct? I think so, but not like, I don't know if it's like right after or like years after, you know, I know it just, it's after X. That's all I know. Okay. So I, I'm excited to see what type of like horror genre, like pacing it'll like kind of like take on. Cause like if X was a slasher, Pearl is a character study. What will Maxine be? You know, like what, what do I want Maxine to be? Maybe a whodunit, who knows? I don't know. Like what, like the possibilities are exciting and endless. But yeah, like overall, like with this trilogy release, I think A24, I, I'm happy to see them experimenting with a franchise and I, I never thought they would like do this like in a million years. I really thought they would just like release these like incredible one-off movies, but um, I'm happy to see them like experimenting with this format and I like don't want to be too quick to be like cautious of it and like be like oh i hope a24 is not gonna bump out like franchises and become this like big megacorp or something like that because i feel like they they won't i feel like they're going to stay true to like you know the stories they tell and like you know keep releasing these like super weird like independent movies that are incredible how do you feel about the format and this trilogy and what kind of movie do you hope Maxine will be? 
so this format I think is it's not necessarily new to A twenty four, but it's definitely something that is out of its realm. I think they really don't do sequels except for the souvenir, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure if there's any movies that had sequels through A twenty four, but they never even had like that many sequels in regards to their own films. Um, and seeing that this is a whole last trilogy is very, very unique in the sense of like we don't see that out of that camp, out of the A twenty four production studio or anything like that. So it was interesting to see that and also just to mix it up and see that like A twenty four is trying to buckle down and try new things like con- consistently and always. So as regards to like the whole trilogy happening, like I am excited but also very cautious like you like obviously i want maxine to be great i want it to be a fantastic film just like to tie this ribbon on this fantastic trilogy whatever it may be character study slasher film whatever i'm very excited but very cautious honestly i really really hope it's good just seeing that these two films are two for two um i'm scared to be like oh man maxine wasn't that good but yeah, I just am excited for that. And as regards to what I want the film to be is just very, like, a loaded question because there's a lot of things I want the film to be. Um, <laughs> first of all, good. Second of all, just kidding. Definitely good Mia one. Goth, obviously. Yeah, good one. Obviously Mia Goth. And in my head, I want it to be another slasher, to be honest. Like, even a crazier slasher. Like, uh. I was thinking of, like, like, her father, you know? She's, like, that pastor that's, like, you will not you'll not be okay with the life you receive whatever like that um Ooh, that quote was also in pearl too if you notice which is kind of crazy oh my gosh um, it was yeah so i'm hoping that connects somehow like her her pastor father could be like a trying to come get her or something culty and, like, it becomes like culty slasher yeah 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 that's what oh, I'm saying. Like, shit. It, her, her father comes to get her she like slashes through all the cult members and like has to kill her father maybe having the iconic line set again. I don't know. Like I kind of, that's the only way I could think of like it could be going in a sense, but it would be really sick if that were to happen. Like I will not accept a life I do not deserve. And then <laughs> <laughs> slash, 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 slash. That's the only idea I have now. Obviously I'm going to keep it open because I don't know if that's going to be it. But yeah, I, I think I'm just more or less excited to see what's happening. Do you have an idea of what you want Maxine to be or what movie you want it to be? I I think I threw out whodunit as a joke. I feel like there's too many who, <laughs> there's too many whodunits out right now. I feel like they wouldn't do that. But who knows? I don't know. Slasher would be cool still. Maybe a mixture of both, like how Scream is, but that's that's also I feel like out of I don't know how they'll do it. But I I doubt it'll be like a character study again, honestly. I feel like that was so perfect for Pearl, but I couldn't see it for Maxine. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's like, it feels like it could be a mixture of the two. Of a yeah, slasher yeah. And a character study. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the way that like these movies are set up, maybe that could be it. True. That's true. I didn't think about a combination genre. Like, damn. It's like every slasher or every horror movie genre combined. It's like everything. Oh, my gosh my god <laughs> what even what what is that i mean I psychological don't, i don't know slasher whodunit can't be character study. I know, I can't. <laughs> yeah it can't be too You're like, like funny sounds i guess <laughs> but as we're talking about you know writing a new movie i guess we could talk about the the corner of the rewriters corner as regards to would you want to change anything is there anything you want to change is there anything you want to see 
anything you want to see specifically with the idea of Pearl or the character anything you want to rewrite on this movie Pearl hmm this is tough I don't think so I don't think there's anything I'd really change that much I just feel most sad about the goose because I feel like <laughs> this is so random. Justice for the goose. <laughs> I what just, about the goose? <laughs> I just feel so sad about the goose. It was so random, like to open with, but also appropriate. But I was like, man, this. Like, I kind of wish there was a payoff with him. Like he he annoyed. Like he comes in. He's like this annoying goose. And then like you know when she after she's tipped over the edge, she just like goes on a murderous spree and she's just like fucking gets rid of him honestly I'm, I'm just finding things to like change so my true answer is that i don't have anything i'd rewrite uh this was a fantastic movie i i have no notes what about you <laughs> <laughs> what about the goose <laughs> um honestly no i think especially this being a character study and this really flexing me at god's acting skills and and seeing how this movie you know turns into this peril of what happens to Pearl? I really don't have any like qu- like anything wrong with it. I think the the main thing I want is more stories on Pearl specifically because I want to see that like you know the serial killness serial killer in her where it leads up to X. She becomes this old lady and still kills people. Like uh, like showing that car at the end obviously shows that she's still killing people and maybe why the the car didn't sink is because there's so many cars in that river that the car has like that yellow car had no more room to sink in so it's like (laughs) maybe that that's like the you know just the pileup of her kills and that could be a lot especially it filling a river with cars is kind of hard i'd assume so it'd be interesting to see that and that's like the only thing i could think of is just trying to see more stories for pearl because the character study was fantastic and I love it. And now it's just making me want more of Pearl in that sense. I agree. I, I just remembered like the totally unanswered question of like, how, how did she get her husband to go along with everything and yes, help her? Yes. I yeah. Told, yeah. That too. That too. Oh man. Yeah. I really want to see how that happens. Like how they became who they are. Cause they're this weird murderous couple that likes, but dislikes sex in a weird way. But yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good, yeah, the, the question of that, like, I didn't think, I, I like, I don't need that question answered in Pearl necessarily, but maybe in other movies they could be answered in, in, in maybe a character study about the husband, about Howard and how he was able to deal with all of this. <laughs> it's like or this, a double character study. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they c- he comes out, Ty West comes out with a movie called Howard and it's like this war, <laughs> it's like this war film and he comes out. Oh my home. god, a war film. <laughs> Ty's just making all these different films. A war horror film. Ooh, Ooh I mean all wars I horror mean, though. I was gonna you, say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All wars horror. Yeah. Applaud. Uh, give me the Oscar now. This is an, an anti-war <laughs> podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't think we're pro-war necessarily. So I know, that's true. We that. were never pro-war. <laughs> and before we go into a different topic on this episode (laughs) one last thing i want to ask you is which did you like better pearl or x and give your reasoning Ooh, ah, i know a hard question really hard um hmm i i am gonna cheat and say 
Pearl and X are like, I don't know. I feel like they're two of of my favorite dishes to eat. And <laughs> choosing between them really just depends on my mood. Like, do I want Cajun or do I want Italian? Like, you know what I mean? I like them both. But sometimes I feel like watching like a fun slasher. Sometimes I feel like diving into this character study. But... Okay, like if I were to like seriously choose, big, I big, 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 <laughs> big, big. I, I I think I'd say Pearl because because why? Explain yourself. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I feel like I personally just prefer character studies over like slashers in terms of like horror and in general. So I think it's more interesting because it has like more of a build-up, more meaning, and, like, you know, more of, like, um, backstory for, like, a character and, like, more of a payoff at the end. Yeah, it's just a preference, I think. But what about you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you didn't stick with the, I like them both, I love them both equally stance. I was like, like, come on. (laughs) Make a choice already, jeez. But like you, I liked them both equally. Really? Seriously, I did. I did like them both <laughs> equal. I like love them both too. I, I understand why you came up with the idea of like, or why you said that like you felt as if it was like two favorite dishes. You had to pick one. That's essentially also how I feel too. Because um, being a fan of slashers, I love X. Being a fan of Mia Goth and what she did with this character in Pearl and the character study, like it was really good in both aspects. And I, I, I'm not sure if I'm not a, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of character studies, like. I don't know how I feel about them in, in any context. I don't remember, honestly. Like, if there's a movie <laughs> of a character study where I'm like, oh, shit, that's dope. Yeah, I remember that. I'm sure when someone, or if someone, like, mentions one, like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's really good. It's a character study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as regards to, like, what Taxi driver. character study is my favorite. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I guess I am a fan of character studies because I kind of like that idea of, well, <laughs> I kind of like You're that idea welcome. of, like, you know, going into de- depth of a person and why they do things. So, yeah, I guess I am. Look at you. See, I told you. I knew it was going to happen, and it happened within the five seconds I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to choose one, I would have to choose Pearl. <gasps> Sorry for my no, slasher heads, my horror fans, oh, my, shit. you know, my screamites, whatever. Um, I definitely <laughs> I definitely would have to go Pearl on this one. Damn. I think... The reason being is that, like, it was less slashery, less bloodbath, but they traded that in for a character study in which Mia Goth plays the main character, crazy monologue, the end credit scene. And even then, too, like, we still have these fantastic uh, horror set pieces in which, like, I'm still stoked about it. Like, I'm still, like, I'm still satisfied as regards, like, the horror slasher part of me where you had, like, all the deaths, first and foremost, the, <laughs> the part in the barn with the film projector guy which is just one really funny but two also very much <laughs> plays off as like like a sketchy character trying to leave a a terrible scenario then dies like that's like a slasher textbook death um and then like with the top of it all off that that texas chainsaw massacre chase at the end was like the cherry on top and where i'm like yep that's fantastic i love it like i am satisfied this is good and that's sort of why i picked pearl especially because like even minus the slasher and action of it the substance of this film the like the potentness of mia goth's acting and the character study of pearl 
the amount of substance that gives me and the meaning it gives more or less like it feels a lot more heavier than x right like x is a X is just like that slasher film where you have, you follow these people into a cabin in the woods or cabin in the middle of nowhere. They do that they do and then they all get killed off. And that's essentially like a textbook slasher film. And it's like, it was a fantastic film. And I do love it, but it's still not as heavy as something like Pearl in which I could think about, you know, Mia Goth and the idea of Pearl and why she does it, the motivations and stuff like that compared to like, the fun and slasherness of X where yeah, I could think of these fantastic uh, pieces of like the old lady killing um, the film or the film. Yeah. The filmer and the red, the white light becomes red and becomes this crazy weird surreal scene of like death. And like, yeah, I could think of that too. But I think when I think about it more, Pearl is going to stand out more in my mind than X is. So surprise, surprise. I, I know. The, Truly the heavy shocked. intellectual. <laughs> Whoa. Who knew? Whoa, Josh Who likes knew? intellectual films. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I could think. I could uh, dive <laughs> deep terrible. into different characters. <laughs> I can think. <laughs> I'm more than just into death. <laughs> but I guess with that, that has been our episode on the new A24 horror film, Pearl. Very excited for the next installment, Maxine. And if there are more movies than that, that'd be fun, fantastic. We all are assuming that's a trilogy, but who knows? Maybe there's more. We didn't even think about that. There could be more than three films. Who knows? But yeah, fantastic film. Ty West making ginormous waves. Our boy Marty giving its, you know, giving the praise it deserves. Um, but yeah, fantastic film and a fantastic episode thank you all for listening to us talk about this wonderful film and thank you all for listening my name is josh landicho you can follow me on instagram at the space wolf and i'm carmel and you can follow me at cat malau and you can follow watch with sound on instagram at watch with sound along with listening to us on spotify soundcloud app on anchor and if any of those apps have the option to like comment subscribe or anything of that nature that would help us a lot as well especially on social media apps like instagram and twitter if you like, comment, or repost, or whatever, we see that. We appreciate that, and we see you for the people that do that already. We thank you. Um, we also have a program on Anchor called Listener Supporter, which lets you subscribe at any dollar amount, only if you're able to, of course. We'd appreciate a lot. Appreciate that a lot as well. Um, but with that, thank you for listening, everybody, and keep on watching for Mia Goth fantastic actress she deserves a lot of awards honestly but there have been a lot of great actresses recently so who knows but still Mia Goth <laughs> we love you we hope you're in more movies and we hope to see you flex that acting muscle even more ah.